covert operators like Alan the Douchebag Dulles. I think that should be his new catchphrase. Yeah, Alan the Douchebag Dulles. That's me! <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Oh. So Professor Plum did it in the oh, library with the candlestick. Uh, I think it's funny that in the clue in the clue board game, like the candlestick, but not the candlestick holder. Like you know how hard it would be to. That's murder always something mother? you would say. <laughs> well, well, no, I, this is this is what it's investigative logical. journalism is. Logical. How how exactly would you kill somebody? Well, I mean, I'm sure we could get creative and figure out how to do it, but with a candlestick, not a candlestick base, candlestick holder. Like, because those things were like big, heavy, the or spike. big in wood. The spike. Yeah. But but the candlestick, with the candlestick. Like, like, like um, uh, but I think it was the holder, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was the, that was the piece. The piece was the holder. But it was all, they uh, called it they the, call the candlestick. candlestick. So, yeah, I, see. They just I, mislabeled that. I just. Punched holes in I think clue. it probably just sounded better like that way than to Context. say the candlestick holder. Well, maybe, maybe maybe Professor Plum was anally raped to death with a candlestick. Justin kind of looks like Professor Plum. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Have you ever played Clue? No. Too far. What? Too far. Yeah, never you played. never played Clue? No. Shit. Well, you, well uh, you've never seen The Godfather. I'm. Uh, ooh. All right. All right, I guess I... Andrew from left field, bruh. I guess I haven't less left the uh, glass house. Shut <laughs> down. I'm not permitted to throw stones. In a blaze of glory. I'm going down. Oh, nice, 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 nice walk up there. Yeah. So, uh, can, thank you for joining us for the conclusion of our uh, JFK assassination conspiracy theory. Uh, evaluation and podcast. Um, question. Question. <laughs> question. Uh, if the government falsified evidence, here's the question. Um, well, I'm going full Dave Vol- Von Kleiss. Dave Von Kleiss. Stop honest. forgetting his name. I, it's the last. <laughs> it's the last name. I remember Dave. It's I the Von Kleiss. Literally quit. So okay. Question. If the U.S. government is known to have falsified evidence, disregarded evidence, and disregarded witness testimony, can the government be trusted to fulfill an honest investigation into the assassination of John F. Kennedy? You want my real answer? Final answer. No. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. So starting with theory number one, which is the official narrative theory, which is... The Warren Commission report, which JFK was killed by a lone nutball gunman hell-bent on being world-famous. Lee Harvey Oswald. What's your uh, take on that one? On a scale of one of zero to ten, I'm going to give this a negative six. Yeah, let's do yeah. This, this, yeah. this, this one's, like, pe- like this one's pegged, pegged deep. Yeah. Deep. In the black on that. There's no way, man. Not, not now, whether or not Lee Harvey Oswald was a legitimate uh, participant in the assassination, I, 
I have seen conflict. There, there are conflicting stories from witness accounts. And I don't know if some of those witness accounts may or may not have been coerced. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, maybe you were misremembering how the events take place. Are yeah, you sure you, you saw Oswald down, you know, when, when, when the shots were fired on the second floor? When you do that to people, when you tell people maybe you're misremembering or maybe like, like you basically just, you add a lot of drama to yeah. the situation. What you're doing is effectively disabling the part of the brain that is responsible for critical thinking. Mm, and we don't want to do that. We no, want to that, be... We want to be critical thinkers. No, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Like, but no, if, if you're, if I, you're agreeing, an interrogator, I'm agreeing you're like, with you. Mm, you're trying to put the scrutiny on, mm-hmm. and you make people nervous when they say something that may or may not be true in their own experience. No, no, no. That's not how it happened. You're eyes. remembering it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. E- even yeah. if you just take, you know, a long pause or something like that. Like, yeah. Humans are really f-ing sketched out by stillness <laughs> oh, and oh, yeah. just, you know, just drama. So, like, you're, you are no longer working and you actually might then in turn misremember something Mm -hmm. quote if you want to call it that you you can call it whatever you want but you might fabricate something just to save your life Mm -hmm. or just to stop being nervous well you're like there there have there have been many documented cases of um coercion leading to false confessions which ultimately lead to a potential death penalty in some criminal cases so like innocent people being stuck in a room for 12 plus hours, yeah. you know, with no exposure to anybody else. And, and then after that 12 hours, drive yourself crazy. The detectives come in to interrogate and this, no offense to your, your, your dad, who's also a detective. I don't know if he does that tactic. It's a, it's an effective tactic tactic, but coercing a confession out of somebody is yeah. like convincing them that their memory of events is inaccurate. Yeah. That that is that is a really sh- way to get the result, the end result that you want. Yeah, it's it's like a it's just a tool. So like if you have substantial evidence, like I mean, if if in fact you are on the the side of the evidence in in accusing somebody of something, the side of true, just no bias evidence then that tactic might be effective to push their actual real account out mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Because they might be scared into a corner to be like, oh God, you know, yeah. but but if you're using it, you know, it's just like any tool, you know, if I mm-hmm. if I use a saw to cut wood, you know, it's cool, but if I use a saw to cut up human, you know. Questionable. So it's questionable practice. It's okay. effective. Both <laughs> but, ways. But, 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 but a questionable practice. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what we're dealing with here. So here with the Warren Commission, uh, I think, I think that, it was definitely infiltrated by the CIA because they had Alan Alan Dulles, Boy. you know, disgraced, forced to resign, had a beef with Kennedy. I mean, obviously had a beef with Kennedy and had experience uh, in coup d'état and <laughs> in assassination. Ultra, yeah. yeah, and I mean, this dude. I mean. Yeah, just that, a gold medalist. Gold, gold, medal, <laughs> gold, medal, gold medalist and douchebaggery. Yeah, gold medal is medal, medal, medalist. Yeah. Medalist. No, oh, no, me- medal. M M A. Oh, medal. Oh, like meddling. Medal, meddling. Gold medalist. Meddling. That that was nice. That's a nice one, dude. Meddling. <laughs> it's pretty good. Meddling, meddling. So yeah, we. I think straight up Scooby Doo. The the prime. The only reason I think the Warren Commission 
is still touted as here's the reason why. Uh, here's here's the definitive official narrative. I think the reason for that is because without Lee Harvey Oswald being the lone gunman, they can't say who actually did it. Mm-hmm. Like the actual physical person. You can point to the CIA, like we'll talk about those theories in just a second as we you know talk about their plausibility. So you can you can point to the mafia, the CIA, the the Cuban exiles. You can point to all these other people, but you can't point to an individual like who pulled the trigger. Yeah. And uh, the American society, we want that closure. We want to know that's like this person, the person that pulled the trigger, the person responsible for the murder of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. We know who it is, and we know that he's taken care of and he's answered for his crimes. Like, I understand why the Warren Commission is still technically the official narrative, despite the 1976 uh, Senate committee on... Oh, 78. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. You were... I just, I just held on to that one little uh, fact. That's, that's what's getting me through. <laughs> this is, I got it. 1978, right damn it! It's, it's right here. This is mine. You can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah, I you it MK'd ultra that shit out of my head, didn't I you? Just, just it holding it right here. Oh. But the, no, the, the U.S. Senate Committee uh, on Assassinations, they... Well, you, I, I want to add they, something to they, what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But I want to I add to like the, the logic the like they want the conclusion they yeah. want to be able to point the finger yeah and that's what logic wants to happen mm. but say in in the, maybe the majority of the american citizens minds their logical conclusion it, it would be beyond maybe even what their logic was telling them to say that that there was a you know, it was an inside job. Mm. So that would be like the opposite of a conclusion. It'd be yes. like complete, you know, opening up of, of different doorways, which would be like, you know, mm. maybe super irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't think that. I'm just again, saying, I, well, I, no, that's I, not my opinion. I'm just saying that's... Well, again, just justifying their actions in the way, the way that the Warren Commission, you know, put out their stuff is, is it to... To protect their own ass, yeah, or to protect the American public, like so many things. The 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 road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. So you could even if you want to say that the CIA had no nefarious means or motive, which we've proven that there is throughout this series, that they had means, motive, and opportunity. Um, even if the FBI was completely above board. They may know. They may have known, like the actual answer to the question, like of who killed Kennedy, mm. and it may not be Lee Harvey Oswald. But they couldn't release that publicly for fear of losing uh, the the American public losing faith in yeah, the go in our government subvert, subvert like their idea of justice, because then the yes. justice would be served to the justice. Justice, justice. <laughs> Warren, Earl Warren, that, that poor son of a bitch. He was he was coerced into running the damn thing. He didn't even want to do it. Literally, and now, now his name is forever just stamped because on, of stamped his on this, this joke of an investigation. And uh, so, yeah, I think again, as far as the plausibility of it, unless magic is real and the magic bullet, <laughs> then the magic bullet actually did something. 
like if if the magic if magic is real and the magic bullet was legit like defied the laws of physics then why would you need more than one shot you ever had a smoothie from magic bullet yeah i've got a magic bullet magic in the kitchen exists. man it's in the kitchen we can have smoothies after this to celebrate. What? I don't know. Heard that. Celebrate, celebrate this this recording process. So yeah, the Warren Commission. Poo poo brains. Was it? <laughs> Smells like. Oh. Uh, definitely not a rosy outlook. And on a scale of zero to ten, like I said, I think zero. We can, we're not going to go negative numbers because I don't want them to have to create. Animated graphics that go to negative six. That's just a dick move. So, so a simple sliding scale will suffice for this, guys. Zero. Zero? That's your, your, zero. your thoughts? You, you think there's... No, a southern twang. Zero. Z- zero. 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 So that's also your opinion? Is that your opinion? That's well? my opinion. Okay, theory two. Moving right along. Knocking some stuff out today, boy. Yes. Hey, yeah. Theory two. JFK was killed by a CIA... 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 Wow. I, I, okay. <clears throat> Unique New York. Different Unique energy. New York. A how now, brown cow. The arsonist had oddly shaped the... Okay, there we go. Okay. Ah. Three, two. JFK was killed by a CIA mafia <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> so I, can't, I can't even say it now. <laughs> CIA? CIA? Uh, JFK was killed by a CIA mafia conspiracy. Uh, we presented a lot of... Uh, evidence that we had been exposed to um, regarding the CIA and mafia connections, mm-hmm. uh, even the Oswald and CIA connections and potential mafia connections and the Jack Ruby connection to the mafia, which would also, again, point, point, point to offing the person that didn't actually do it, which would be Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, you, you get him to shut the hell up. You can't be you can't be running your mouth. In public like this, I'm a patsy. I emphatically deny these charges. Minutes later, that's that's what that's what Oswald said. And it was like the next day okay. when he was being transported from uh, the Dallas Police Department to County. No, I know. I'm saying, but like minutes later after saying that, oh, yeah. he's not a patsy anymore. He's a dead man. Well, no, it, it was <laughs> right. It, no, it was there was there was the next the next day that he was killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he was being transported, it wasn't the day uh, the day that he actually spoke to the press. Okay. But yes, it was close. It was again the timeline for that. I mean, with, with JFK was murdered less than an hour after landing in Dallas, and then less than twenty four hours. You think he would have gone if he would have known he was murdered? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Just, just yeah, just test. Because he, he was tired of banging all the starlets <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah, JFK was miserable. Yeah miserable he he the the way of the presidency was just too much he found out about the assassination plot he just went you know what i don't need the bubble on the on the limo just leave the bubble off i'm gonna get killed uh hey if you if you guys you guys could just stay back for a minute and uh just you know what by the way we made contact let's let's have let's have this (laughs) let's have the secret service why don't you guys just go party the night before, you, you guys have you guys have done such a terrific job. While I was here, <laughs> go go ahead. You've, you've earned it. You've earned it. And then the next day, the next day, you know what? I'll just take one for the team. Yeah. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to leave. No, no, dude. There's no way JFK had that mindset. Just wanted to check. Oh, just so, to let people know that we have sound judgment. Yeah. 
Yeah. So no, J- JFK had no idea what was what was going to happen. Uh, either the Secret Service knew it was going to happen, or didn't, yeah, or that were just completely inept and incompetent, or potentially they were in on it. Uh, you never know, and we 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 probably will never know. Maybe not in, even in our lifetimes, because uh, there's the amount of the amount of uh, declassification that's involved with the JFK assassination. It's taken so long for them to release anything of substance and even when trump was in office and he was like sitting there bragging like a dick that he was getting all this jfk info declassified it was much to do about nothing it had had no significant impact or bearing or uh provide any answers yes or substantial evidence that pointed to or from anybody individually mm-hmm. or any individual organization so yeah now uh but yeah, CIA mafia conspiracy. Uh, I think that it is um, probably the most plausible and most realistic. Both had the means, motive, and opportunity. Both had. Uh, we've established that both the CIA and the mafia uh, had an axe to grind with the Kennedys, uh, plural. Uh, and perhaps we'll we'll touch we'll tap into uh, the whole Kennedy family. And the mysterious and deaths and assassinations that have happened uh, in a future in a future date, because we want to talk about Bobby Kennedy Jr. Because that dude is just awesome. If you can get past uh, the way, dude. That he, you know, like, look, brilliant, brilliant man. He's he's actually a good looking older man. He's aged well, but he just can't. Uh, like, I don't know if it's like emphysema it's, it's, or something, something, but he just I can't listen to him. It is like grating to my ears. Yeah. And that's, the, but that's all. Uh, some people don't mind it so much. I'm just, I. It's a good exercise to listen to him talk. If, if I, if, yeah, if I want to eat a bullet like, you know, JFK did. No, I'm just saying like, because <laughs> you, you never know, like you, I mean, like, you have to kind of like sift through, you know? Yeah. So. Well, again, I, I would rather read a transcript. Yes. At that point. Yeah. So yeah, uh, CIA mafia conspiracy scale of zero to 10. This one almost I mean, goes to fucking, 11. Yeah. This one goes to 11, in my opinion. Uh, if, if nothing else, the CIA and Mafia were, in, in my estimation, based on the eyewitness testimonies and uh, the investigations post-Warren Commission, uh, it, it all points to CIA and Mafia involvement. Now, plausibility, I said 11. This one goes to 11. I'm gonna, I back it down to like 9. Nine out of ten. I'm like ninety percent positive. Nine out of ten. Because there's some other. Yeah. Well, there there could be potentially some other other players involved. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, CIA mafia more than likely, more than likely the culprits in in my estimation or our estimation. Uh, you guys have been listening to this too. What what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, scale of zero to ten CIA mafia? I'm on board with the uh, the CIA mafia. Yeah, I'm on board with that yeah. one too. That, that's the one I'm most on board with. That's the one that tracks the most with the evidence. I think that we the the evidence released to date. Yeah, second only to the aliens, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, aliens is definitely well, obviously one. obviously the aliens one is going to be the yeah. You know, this one goes to thirty six million. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So I think. The most plausible out of all of the theories is more than likely the CIA mafia. Um, 
moving right along to theory number three. That would be uh, the Soviet Union KGB investigation. That, uh, to refresh everyone's memory, that was uh, the supposition that JFK was killed by professional assassins hired by French and Vietnamese agents uh, in retaliation for, you know, the CIA f- around. And JFK f- around and found out in a really bad way. Uh, so again, we, we laugh so that we don't cry. Yeah. Um, and there, these assassin and the assassins were hired by the French and Vietnamese agents, uh, but with cooperation with the U S mafia, which I think it's funny that they always circle back to the U S mafia has been involved in almost every single one of these conspiracy theories. Uh, and the people that have tried to shoot down the mafia conspiracy, they always say that the mafia, they, they are up close and personal when they assassinate somebody, when they, when they off somebody. Yeah. But it's a completely different, different animal. Different setup, different. Yeah. Well, everything's if, different. Well, they're, they're already under high scrutiny by the attorney general, Robert Kennedy. Uh, you know, so they're already being surveillanced. Uh, they're already being surveilled. They already have, Load of heat and public pressure on them because again, Bobby Kennedy's making this thing a you know kind of a national issue, so that's a pretty big axe to grind. So, yeah, of course, the CIA in this scenario uh, would help facilitate getting these uh, getting these assassins in, and again, the motive behind that would be drug money, drug money for. Uh, the Vietnamese and the, well, not, not so much for the French. Again, we've established that there was attempted assassinations on the French prime minister, uh, by the CIA. And again, the Vietnamese diem, carpe diem, carpe diem, not, yeah, but, uh, CIA oft diem, deposed him and to have somebody else run the bitch. And, uh, and as a result, South Vietnam lost a buttload of money in, in drug money. And, uh, yeah. So did the uh, mafia. And the, Cor- the Corsican mafia. Yeah. Which, which, which were more than happy to facilitate. Here's your assassins. Go take care of business. Right. So, uh, I think the fact that the, so- the Soviet Union, uh, their investigation was kind of blown off as a joke. It, it wasn't really a, a highly pre- prevalent uh, theory. Uh, the reason behind that, I think, is just because of the time at the time uh, in history was the whole again red scare, red scare. Yeah, communist bad, capitalist good. Uh, so you have all that going on, and maybe, just maybe, uh, they actually no nobody was open enough to their interpretation because if uh, that's the Soviet Union investigation is very similar to the CIA mafia investigation. And there's no reason to suspect that the two couldn't become one investigation. Yep. Potentially, you know, yet there's without having more information, you know, keeping these theories separate sucks, but that's that's just how they're they they were presented at, you know, especially from the actual that was the Soviet Union KGB investigation. Right. Was that, you know, the CIA, well, they didn't implicate the CIA at all in their investigation. So I think 
well, scale of one to like means motive opportunity. If you know, plausibility six, seven, I think, I think any, any, any chance of successfully assassinating and getting away with it, uh, assassinating JFK, the only way to get away with it would be to have inside the, you know, like, gov- uh, agents inside the U.S. government able to help kind of, we're going to go ahead and push it down. We don't yeah. need it. It's going to go put that under the table, mm-hmm. you know? So, again, I would say like six, seven at best for plausibility. Yeah, like, it, was it, is it possible? Yes. Uh, is it like maybe the reason the CIA would have and, and FBI may have tried to cover it up a little bit was because uh, they were being blackmailed by the Soviet Union or, again, for more altruistic reasons. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson decided to, uh, yeah, no, we need to squash this because if they find out, like, uh, the Soviet Union was really involved in any way, shape, or form of facilitating the assassination, even if they weren't directly involved. Even if the Soviet Union just... So it's like, yeah, so... Again, there there are multiple reasons for that cover-up, for them to cover up for right. this whole shit. Uh, so yeah, I think six, six out of ten for plausibility. Again, zero being, you know, completely bullshit. Yeah, no. And then ten being definitely how it happened. Yeah. Uh, moving right along to theory number four. Uh, JFK was killed by mafia hitmen. So no, at us at a country assassins. This was in-house mafia job. They handled it. Again, fun to think about. You know, as an as a mental exercise. And it's fun to think that, you know, Woody Harrelson's dad was one of the ones that might have shot Kennedy. Yeah. Like, in a, in a really morbid, up, funny way. Yeah. It's, you know, but the mafia had to have some, some outside help. Right. And it's already been established that the mafia and uh, the CIA were working together in tandem on assassinations at the time. So why, why would the mafia try to handle it by themselves? Especially when they both had, again... Means motive and opportunity to work together. So, mafia by themselves, eh, two for plausibility, in my my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably two or three. Maybe. Two or three. Again, I like this is mafia, I guess by, I mafia just, by themselves. I I, 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 I personally feel like it. You know, the CIA and mafia is just the has the mountain of evidence. You know, so I don't. Yeah, so don't, so far yeah. that's like where the 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 best. The best of all theor- uh, the or the most plausible in our in our opinion of yeah. all the theories. Hey everyone, we hope that you're enjoying the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the full version, click the link in the description or go to brainsnackspodcast.com. And theory number five: JFK was killed by CIA Cuban exiles conspiracy. And again, we we're just it's like. The circular logic now. So the CIA or the mafia has been involved in pretty much every single conspiracy theory. Yeah. So that lends more more, more, more credence and more probability and plausibility to the CIA mafia conspiracy. Yeah. So uh, the Cuban exiles, did they have anything to do with it? I don't. I don't. I. I don't think they had. It may, they may have had the motive, but I don't think they had the means or the opportunity. 
like if we if we were looking at this like from like a detective standpoint uh i don't i don't think they had the means financially unless the cia was propping them up and even if the cia was propping them up you can't like they would have to hire outside help i pointed this out and then when we talked about this theory was you know you got some some more tan individuals walking around dallas texas in the south in the 60s people are going to notice how, that how are you going to hide a gun I mean, at least if it was a white guy that killed Kennedy, he's going to blend in the crowd a little bit more. And if he's a nondescript white guy of average height, average build, average yeah. weight, it's like, yeah, it's real easy. Like, you take a couple shots, the whole thing happened in less than six seconds. You disappear in the crowd. Cuban guy. Cuban beat. He likes that rumba beat. Chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. But no, I don't see uh I don't see a Cuban being able to get three shots if you believe the Warren Commission, four shots if you believe the Senate Committee on Assassinations. Uh there there's no way that a Cuban guy could have fired or a Cuban team could have fired that many shots, pitched the guns. And blended in with the crowd. Yeah, the like the, it, they would have immediately been like, "Hey, you don't look like you belong here." Yeah. So whether yeah. that's correct or not is not the point. What the point is that, that that was the mindset demographics. Of, yeah. That was the mindset of the '60s. Yeah, the civil rights fight was was still raging. The civil rights fight was still raging. I guess to a degree, it's still raging today. Yeah. But as far as this theory goes, with the CIA and uh, Cuban exiles conspiracy to kill JFK. And I would go with like again, a solid two. Yeah, you know, I say def- one. Definitely, yeah. Not, not, not plausible. Yeah, I say one on that. Way to be contrary. Dick. One one, just a little <laughs> bit less. Just a little bit less. It's okay. And now we get into uh, the fun, fun, fun theories to discredit or potentially discredit aliens. Aliens oh, no, did it. We're not doing. We're not doing aliens. We got to do Jackie Kennedy first. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So the the theory that uh the the next theory is that Jackie Kennedy was hired by the CIA to take out. She was outfitted with a uh, special coin purse. Well, they, they the the theory posited that there if you slow down the video, there's one frame where it looks like she has something metal in her hand. I'm like possibly uh, yes. Uh, and we covered, we <laughs> yeah. covered this like, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe a little hand purse, maybe because that's what that's what ladies carry around. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. If, I don't know if Jackie Kennedy smoked cigarettes. If she smoked cigarettes, though, she probably had also. Cigarettes. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember your, your grandma, yeah, if your yeah. grandma smoked, but she had that little, My grandma little smoke, glass pouch, little fancy leather pouch we, with, we, with a gold binding that you had your cigarette box fits in. right down in it. Yes. Yes. If, it, if she was a smoker, that could be what it is. Obviously, I didn't do my research enough on oh, ja- Jackie. Okay, I wasn't I like this now. But Jackie Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy killing. Damn, boy, I wasn't no gun man in my cigarette. Jackie Kennedy killing John F. Kennedy. Uh, yeah, I, again, means, motive, and opportunity. Like she had the means. She's a great actor. She had, she had the means, and, <laughs> and she could, you know, depending on on your thoughts and how how much. Uh, Forensic files and cold case files and true crime you watch or listen to. Uh, she had the motive because it was kind of public knowledge that JFK had just banging everybody. 
that wasn't Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so. <clears throat> Uh, but who's to say that she wasn't banging everybody? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? She was a saint. How dare you, sir? Mm. That woman, I that woman was a national treasure. I didn't say she wasn't. I just said she might have been a rascal. But again, if nothing wrong with sex, if they wanted, if they, if they wanted her to kill Kennedy, according to this this theory, that the CIA hired her or contracted her out or whatever to kill Kennedy, why, why would she do it so publicly? Why? Why do? Why wouldn't it? she just slip a little something in his? Drink? Yeah, again, it making making it look like he had a heart attack. Yeah, poisoned. Yeah, yeah like un, there there were untraceable poisons back in the sixties. Yeah, like there were easier ways for her to do it and get away with it and avoid all suspicion. Yeah, and yeah, not not in such a take public her chances way in front that, of that would have been crowd. scrutinized for yeah. the next fifty six years. You know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, plausibility, I'm going... And the CIA wouldn't have helped cover this up either. Think about it like that, too. Like, oh, oh, no, the CIA like, definitely would have. You think? Yeah, because they, they still wanted Kennedy gone. Yeah. And they're just like, ooh, You're look right. at Kindred Spirit. She can't be too happy about him banging Marilyn Monroe. Yep. So, uh, but as far as the Jackie Kennedy being any part uh, associated with the assassination plot... Uh, I, I honestly go zero. That's my opinion. Me too. I, I don't, I don't think that she would have done, done I that. I don't think she had a gun. No, she definitely didn't have a gun. <laughs> I mean, this... But I don't think she would have been involved in it or in the cover up either. Yeah. I, I think she was, she, she cared at, at the time, even when Kennedy, even with Kennedy and all his, you know, faults and flaws. You know, uh, being a terrible husband, being a person, yeah, did didn't mean didn't negate the fact that he was a great president and a yeah. great leader of the world and the father Dude. of their kids, yeah, of the kids. So, I don't, I don't see her taking John away from John Jr. and you know Carolyn, uh, Caroline. So, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say zero. Big, big fat goose egg on the plausibility for Jackie Kennedy being hired by the CIA to assassinate JFK in the most public way possible while still avoiding detection. Yeah, that's yeah, no. bullshit. Uh, and then our, uh, the final one that we've done in an episode, and we'll, I want to do a bonus one after that. We'll, we'll do one, one bonus theory, and then we'll just real quick open shut case. All right. Uh, the next theory is all about the, Machine Gun Kelly 12. <laughs> Majestic 12. Jesus. It refer back to the previous episode. If you haven't watched the previous episodes, uh, there's a previous episode where I, I, I had a rant. He goes on a rant. I had, I had a wine fest. He gets a whack at OMGK. Yeah. <laughs> but we had... Uh, do it again. No, the, the last theory is that uh, a nefarious... Secret covert government group, not the CIA, but the Majestic 12, who uh, operated independently from any government oversight, including that of the president of the United States. Uh, they had him killed because he was about to do full disclosure, full disclosure of aliens and uh, the fact that we have been visited by aliens in the past, that we have acquired alien technology and reverse engineered it. And the fact that, uh, yeah. It's which maybe we'll get to we'll get to the whether or not aliens are real there 
It depends on it depends on your perspective on on life in the universe and extraterrestrials, as to how much credibility you can really lend to uh, this theory. But to think that there are, haven't been some really weird stuff that has happened and been obviously covered up. I think that, yeah, there was probably an organization that did that and it wasn't the CIA and it wasn't, you know, at the, at the time, I don't even think there was an NSA. Uh, it wasn't the FBI for sure. So who's going to take care of covering up some of these really weird events? Hmm? Well, maybe they threw together a group of scientists and covert operators like Alan, the douchebag Dulles. I think that should be his new catchphrase. Alan, the douchebag Dulles. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Alan Dulles was reportedly one of those people. And uh, again, Alan Dulles, we, we, we've talked about repeatedly, has had major beef with, uh, with JFK. So uh, Majestic 12, if you believe in aliens, uh, if, if that's a plausible theory, and if you believe that we've had contact with those alien beings and that we have perhaps made some technological leaps due to technology attained from whether or not it's crashed UFOs or uh, just gifted to us from these benevolent starfaring people. Um, if you believe all that, then this, you know, the Majestic 12 killing JFK to stop full disclosure, it sounds a lot more plausible depending on your perspective on aliens and yeah. the existence of aliens in our past history of cover-ups with, with having to do with UFOs and alien technology. So, uh, plausibility-wise, as far as the Majestic 12 go, and again, there's still a CIA connection there with Dulles, even if it is Majestic 12 is its own separate entity. Yeah. Uh, independent. I think plausibility, I'm going to go with like a solid maybe with like straight down the middle. Five. Five. Maybe. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that there's a lot of, there's a there. lot of, I'll meet you there. You'll, you'll meet me halfway. Yeah. yeah. I, think, Whoa, I think five. We're yeah. halfway there. Wow. Alien in the chair. Ah. Lizard person. <laughs> lizard person. I'm waiting for these to like, take the contacts out. How'd you know? Dude, blowing my mind. I'm awake. So there was one more theory uh, that was from the wacky theories. Uh, it was an accident. That, that, yeah. Dust, Dustin, give us give us a quick rundown. Yeah, you're not on camera, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's not okay. Not run out. So Lee Harvey Os Oswald uh, fired on JFK and a Secret Service agent. Fired back with a Colt AR-15 high-velocity rifle. The theory goes the officer lost his balance when the car suddenly braked, and he accidentally discharged his weapon, killing the U.S. president. So, the service agent killed him, not Lee Harvey. Mm, yeah. So, a Secret Service agent accidentally killed JFK. Now, to, this is this is one of the top ten wacky conspiracy. Yeah, that's theories, number ten. Right? Yeah. But that's that's like dead last. That's number ten on the wacky mm. conspiracy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh. To break that down, Barney style for everybody, because I love you. He loves to you do that. You love me. We love all conspiracies. <laughs> uh, what, all conspiracies? Yeah. They can be intriguing and we can still disregard them. Sure. So, yes. 
We love all conspiracies because they make us think. I like to think about stuff and things. Uh, but this 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 accident this accident oh, conspiracy <laughs> so so serial super serial yeah. over here. Uh, but this conspiracy actually, uh, I don't think it deserves to be on the wacky list. And let me explain that. You know, we've talked about you. You guys have all everybody in this room. You've all heard me talk about the Secret Service's complete dropping of the ball. Yeah, we've established that. Uh, there are witnesses that would would have testified had they had the opportunity in the Warren Commission would have testified that the Secret Service members of like a load of Secret Service members were getting hammered at a nightclub party until like up till five in the morning mm-hmm. the day of the assassination. You're saying with it like so that his reaction time and all that was reaction. T- well, you, but, get, you well, OK, OK. You said that he was he was firing up at the school book depository, right? So he was trying to return fire on, or he he hadn't. I don't. He didn't fire yet because we would that those bullet the bullet report. You we would they would have heard that in the Zapruder film. They couldn't have explained that away. Yeah, and somebody would have seen him actually physically fire. Now at this point, people, <clears throat> if Oswald was was indeed the lone gunman, but this was an accidental death from the front from the. AR-15, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Oswald shooting down. So you've got the front car in front of Kennedy. Secret Service agent turns around with his AR-15, pointing down, trying to track where the bullets are coming from, where the shots are coming from. Shoots down at the front. Mm-hmm. And these drivers, who may still be intoxicated from the, the party the night before, because I've woken up after a night of binge drinking and been still drunk. That That is... Something that has happened before. So, to to explain, when the gunshots happen, obviously there's going to be a reaction, and depending on how fast that reaction is, depends on how this guy's going to handle the situation. Yeah, it's holding a gun. Uh, so his driver, again, may still be drunk. I don't know, but maybe his reaction to the shot was a knee jerk reaction to stop. Stop the car. Yeah. And as he's lining up a shot, maybe he had a shot on Oswald, or maybe it was Charles Harrelson. We don't know who was definitely in that that window. Right. You know, that they could never actually put, say, I saw Oswald in that window. Yeah. So we're not going to say it was Oswald that was definitely shooting down. But just but just yeah, the, sh- the shooter there. shooting down, Secret Service guys tracking it. <laughs> Douchebag driver. Taps the, brake, taps the brakes just enough for him as he's squeezing a shot off and bang. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that should be on. That should be number ten. I, th- I, I, I just took a I, twist. I, I did not. I don't. Expect. I don't think it happened that way. But I don't think it should be number ten. I'm, on the I'm saying. List. I'm saying like on the plausibility scale. Like I. I didn't hear any reports of anybody saying that they saw Secret Service men. With Fire, a ri- yeah. with with a rifle, yeah. That that that's but, that but giveaway. We to know me. that there there it was it was noted that there was a Secret Service uh, member in that front vehicle with an AR-15, right? And if once you hear gunshots, and he's gonna have that thing at the low ready, and he's riding in the in the car, yeah. He's not walking, so it's not like he's walking down the street like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse just gunning down mother <laughs> for no reason. That's a fun one later. <laughs> 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 I snuck that one in there, but it, 
people don't see the gun because he's keeping it down and he's trying to be vigilant, even if he is still up from the night before. Mm-hmm. But he's trying his best, you know, man, I should, really shouldn't have tied one on. This, this could get bad. Bang, bang. Oh, no. And as he's turning, raises the rifle, goes to pick up, hit the brake. Ah. But that, that, that scenario where it's an accidental shooting by the Secret Service is a whole lot more plausible if you take into consideration the actions of the Secret Service post-shooting. The yeah. Secret Service, they completely botched it. You had one job, one job, keep this guy alive. Didn't do it. Go to the hospital. They go to the hospital. Doctors try to save them. Obviously, that was just for show because uh, like when they got in there, the doctors at Parkland Hospital, they were just like, yeah, we can see inside his skull. Like yeah. he's missing. A, they said a, a fifth to a quarter of his brain was gone. Which I think they said he could still yeah, like some some parts of the body would still function, but it wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, there's no way. But they were trying. They were trying. They they tried valiantly to resuscitate just, him, but they, just, they they knew. I think just when for the started. the symbolism of doing that. Yes, you know, I I agree. But after that, after he's declared dead, Dallas is raised. Dallas is ready to start doing the autopsy because it's a murder in Dallas. And you ha- he's already at the hospital. There's a, a medical uh, forensic specialist on scene that is highly revered at his doing his job. Mm-hmm. Forensic pathologist is ready to do the job right there and then. And it was against it would it was against the law against Texas law for them to take Kennedy's body away to have the the thing yeah. went somewhere else. So this. <laughs> I mean, and, they, and this this is this is documented with by witness uh, through witness testimony <clears throat> that the Secret Service by force removed Kennedy's body, which was in a casket. So they removed the casket from Parkland Hospital and got it on the Air Force One, and then we all know what happened after that. But again, I told you guys the presidential limousine. They they didn't even. I think there was one or two photos. That may may have surfaced. Just the one that I've seen uh, of the there was one photo of the presidential limousine after the shooting, and then the CIA, uh, not the CIA, uh, the the Secret Service cleaned it. Like we're gonna go ahead and hose I wonder, this down. I, I wonder no forensic why. evidence, forensic evidence. Yeah, we don't need any of this. Yeah. <clears throat> now you get fast forward to Bethesda Hospital where. What if anybody's uh, ever accounted for why they did that? The, auto- the, the injuries reported from the autopsy from Bethesda Navy Hospital did not match the injuries that uh, the Parkland Hospital doctors had said. Yeah. So, and this is, this is why I'm saying there could be some credence to the Secret Service being an a- like accidental firing that killed JFK. If your only job in the government is to protect the president, and you're the you're the you're the people that killed him, even if it's an accident. We have to cover it up. Oh, yeah. So, like all the events after the shooting. Are there any, I wonder if there's like, any again, significant just, firings, or I mean, maybe it would support that theory. Exactly. But yeah. you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but the Secret Service's actions 
after the shooting points to it being plausible. I'm not saying it's what happened. Yeah. I'm saying, but there, there's a distinct possibility mm-hmm. that you had Gomer Pyle sitting there in the back of the fucking, yes. you know, he's going, huh? I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. It's Brett Bank. Yeah. Get a hospital. Hospital. For sure. So sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean it. But, <laughs> but to, it. to, like, would the next president really want to keep the Secret Service on? Or would the, you know, would the American public be clamoring to have this guy strung up in the street? Yeah. Of you course. Know, you, nev- you never know. You never know. So, again, was it a CIA cover up after the fact to cover up an accidental shooting? Yeah. I wonder if they would have maybe painted, if that, if they knew that were true, if they would have actually painted him as like some kind of a infiltrated uh, madman or something just, mm. just to create an enemy. He's a double agent. You know what I mean? Maybe they would do that. Let's see. But now maybe, it, with, maybe with, that would have happened if they knew that happened. And that's, again, that's, as far as That's what we do best, we can. oh yeah, we, we guess we guess there's a this is a this every, guy he was a Russian a of, he was <laughs> yeah we don't know how he got in here yeah Bla- always always blame the commies we need more of your money so we always can crack down on this type of shit. so as far as that theory and that was our bonus theory we're done we're done with our theories now uh, but as far as that theory goes so the Secret Service accidentally killed JFK. While trying to fire at whoever the shooter was in the school book depository. Plausibility, again, after seeing the Secret Service's actions, like super sketchy actions, after the sh- after President Kennedy was shot, I'm plausibility maybe four, five, yeah. four, four to five. That doesn't explain like the complete cover up in the Warren Commission. You know what I'm going to say? Hmm? Three, three. Ah, oh, you. Again, you're just being contrary to be contrary, man. Three. You're so contrarian. Three. <laughs> no, that's cool. No. <laughs> I did that. But, but, but that goes to show you that that, that is a wacky, that was a, considered a wacky conspiracy. On a top 10 list of conspiracy theories about JFK's murder, assassination, that was number 10. Yeah. Like, really? Number 10? Yeah. The, what they have is number one, alien. Well, the, yeah. Yeah. Number one number one was aliens. Well, maybe that's the number one well, wacky. Yeah, it is yeah. The wackiest one. Yeah. Number Wha- ten is no, the, number is one is like the wackiest the, one. But yeah. yeah. But uh, they actually surprisingly have uh the CIA as number three. What? The CIA is being a wacky what conspiracy is that? Yeah. Because you know, the CIA doesn't assassinate Spice. people. That's not like in the Spice-scape. job description. Oh, I've never heard of it, so I don't know. It's just they probably just compiled a bunch bullshit, of bullshit, bullshit, they didn't bullshit, do the research. There's yeah, like a small They had their right to say that if that's what they wanted. There's like a small little article underneath one, mm. each one. Yeah. You know? But like I said, uh, uh, the the secret services response to the the entire incident just it 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 would be consistent with them covering up a big old boo-boo. I mean, basically threatening to shoot the doctors at Parkland Hospital for not letting them go. Yeah. So yeah, and that's like a big, that's a big reach on like state power too, like mm. state, state, states' rights. Yep, uh, totally infringed on Dallas's Dallas's uh, laws. Oh, mm-hmm. and rights. Uh, you got something that, else? Taking that back on the website, they said one of them could be true, and I think they list the CIA one as the possibility, potential. Ah. 
Potential. Yeah. So even they even they listed it on the wacky conspiracy theories and it's like wacky but plausible. Including one that might be true, and that that's the one that Oh, they they then they just slipped it in there for fun. Okay. Okay. I think that uh wacky's the wrong word for that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, wh- wacky. Did they, turn- the, did they put the Warren Commission in there? <laughs> I mean, again, what's what's wackier than a bullet that defies the laws of physics? Yeah. Which is again what? <clears throat> yeah. It. It's so sad, man, that people like like we were talking about this earlier. Like people wasted their lives, like good chunks of their lives, trying to disprove something. Well, <sighs> I'm not gonna. I guess you could argue it's not a waste. Because that's helped us to be able to, mm. like, we get to learn from their, well, what, what they've done. Well, the the reason. But the links that we, that we have to go to, like, to say, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it goes back to the whole, the whole idea of something being official, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just what it's called and it's, doesn't make it true. Well, you needed to, the, the, the American like, public needed a definitive answer because they needed the, the American people needed closure, right? And regardless of how they came to that closure, they were going to give the American people closure. Yeah, regardless. You know whether it was they had a, whether it of, was a cover up, whether it was altruistic, it doesn't matter. There was a lot of haste. Yes, lots of haste. Rushed, and that's Rushed never out. like that's not how uh, the best things come. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason the reason as a rule the reason in my opinion the reason that this this assassination the conspiracy and finding the truth out is so important is because if it w- there were elements of our government that were involved, do you think that they stopped with an overreach of power? Yeah. With no. this cover up? No, no. It, it, I think, and I, I talked about this, uh, I think in one of the previous, like maybe the introduction episode, there has been a downward trajectory in people's trust in the government since the Warren commission. And that, that, has not gotten any better at any point in time. No. Some people try to argue that maybe when Obama was president, that faith in the government came back up a little bit. But let's not let's not forget that Obama was also the one that kept signing off on the NSA and CIA illegally monitoring U.S. citizens. The vast, vast invasion of privacy. And uh, they don't need to see my dick pics, man. There's not much to see anyway, but I mean, small, but it's fierce. Why not? It's like a Tic Tac. <laughs> Speaking of UFOs, we'll do the Tic Tac episode too. <laughs> what? We'll go. Tic Tac UFO. We'll do another episode. But, but again, we've lost, uh, we've lost control of our government. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's become abundantly clear. Uh, our government no, no longer seems to be of, by, and for the people. They seem to be up buying for themselves. My mother self. Yep. I'm going to make my mother paycheck. Yep. And uh, I'm going to hold on to all this power. And you know what? I'm going to subjugate uh, the American populace to an uh, unspecified number of random shit that they should never be exposed to as a free and open society. Mm-hmm. And I think even Kennedy... Uh, free and open society. Kennedy, Kennedy in one of his... Uh, I think it was 1961 uh, address the press like meet the press thing mm-hmm. uh, he that that was one of the biggest things that he talked about was uh, 
We can't have secret societies in a free and open society. Now, there is a need for uh, national security. He was making an appeal at the time to um, the newspapers uh, publishing uh, like some state secrets that could potentially be damning to the Cold War mm-hmm. because we weren't actively in a wartime scenario. Yeah. So the government had no say over the First Amendment rights uh, because there was no operational security per se because we weren't officially at war. That's why it was called the Cold War because it was just like, it's a, not a shot was fired, but, or there was probably of shots fired. Obviously, Kennedy was one of the poor bastards that suffered. Um, but you can't have, you can't have secret societies and too many secrets in a free and open society. And he urged, but he did urge, he did urge the press to be tactful and thoughtful with the kind of information that they released as it pertains to strategy against battling communism and fighting the cold war. Which, but he also, he also said in that same interview is that I, or any representative of the government should ever tell you not to post something or not, uh, or to censor yourselves. Mm. That is not our job. That is not in the constitution is not constitutional. And that's forward this, to again, know. this is why I fast love, forward to know. Yes. But this is why I, the more I got into the research on this, this whole conspiracy theory, the more I kept going back into like what JFK has done. And again, world war two wartime hero, like legitimately went out of his way to save his, his buddies. That's not somebody that's doing that, you know, so he can use that story to become president. To become president. He, he did it just to, he, he was responsible for his men. Yep. I, I think wholeheartedly that again, regardless of his flaws and faults as a husband and maybe as a human being, as a president, he did his damnedest to put America on the right trajectory for freedom, openness, and peace. And yeah, he paid the price for it. He paid he paid the ultimate price for his meddling in uh, other other nefarious parties' business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we salute you, yeah. Mr. Kennedy. And uh, thank thank you for your service. Thank you for showing us what a president should be, and uh, how a government should represent us. Uh, even though you know, again, example, you, 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 you and the CIA uh, allowed some some sketchy assassination. Also, uh, at the time, they thought that the communism communism was going to destroy the world. Yeah, like, do the ends justify the means? Uh, not if Kennedy died. My thoughts. Word. Uh, with that, I'm going to. Uh, we're gonna close this off but we'll the episode shall continue on uh you want to leave a flag real quick on this um uh we're gonna pipe in that meet the press yeah that meet the press speech well it'll be audio only uh so if you're just listening no change for you but if you're uh if you're actually watching it with us uh, i'll we'll put up a, a very presidential picture of kennedy not you know one of the embarrassing ones where his dicks in marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and got, just just, be, just because just because I respect and appreciate his sacrifice and what he did for the country doesn't mean I can't make fun of him for, for other and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. a dirty dog, dirty yeah. dog. He was one of the boys. So 
So with that, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that this was informative. Uh, we encourage you to do your own research uh, into, into the assassination or into any topic or conspiracy that you find interesting or engaging. Uh, the more questions you ask, the more information you'll get. <laughs> they woke bitches. You just be bad, you know, stay woke, motherfucker. They woke bitches. And uh, stay awake. Don't yeah. stay woke. Yeah, wokeness. So with that, yeah, check out this JFK speech. And uh, next time you see us, we will be doing a, tackling another conspiracy series. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate very much your generous invitation to be here tonight. You bear heavy responsibilities these days. And an article I read uh, some time ago reminded me of how particularly heavily the burdens of present-day events bear upon your profession. You remember, may remember that in 1851, New York Herald Tribune, under the sponsorship and publishing of Horace Greeley, employed as its London correspondent an obscure journalist by the name of Karl Marx. We are told that foreign correspondent Marx, stone broke, and with a family ill and undernourished, constantly appealed to Greeley and managing editor Charles Dana for an increase in his munificent salary of $5 per installment, a salary which he and Ingalls ungratefully labeled as the lousiest petty bourgeois cheating. <laughs> but when all his financial appeals were refused, Marx looked around for other means of livelihood and fame eventually terminating his relationship with the Tribune and devoting his talents full-time to the cause that would bequeath to the world the seeds of Leninism, Stalinism, Revolution, and the Cold War. If only this capitalistic New York newspaper had... <laughs> had treated him more kindly, if only Marx had remained a foreign correspondent, history might have been different. And I... I hope all publishers will bear this lesson in mind. <laughs> the next time they receive a poverty-stricken appeal from a small increase in the expense account from an obscure newspaper man. I have uh, selected as the title of my remarks tonight, The President and the Press. Some may suggest that this would be more naturally worded, the President versus the Press, but those are not my sentiments tonight. It is true, however, that when a well-known diplomat from another country demanded recently that our State Department repudiate certain newspaper attacks on his colleagues, it was unnecessary for us to reply that this administration was not responsible for the press, for the press had already made it clear that it was not responsible for this administration. <laughs> Nevertheless, my purpose here tonight is not to deliver the usual assault on the so-called one-party press. On the contrary, 
In recent months, I have rarely heard any complaints about political bias in the press, except from a few Republicans. <laughs> Nor is it my purpose tonight to discuss or defend the televising of presidential press conferences. I think it is highly beneficial to have some 20 million Americans regularly sit in on these conferences to observe, if I may say so, the incisive, the intelligent, and the courteous qualities displayed by your Washington correspondents. <laughs> Nor finally, are these remarks intended to examine the proper degree of privacy which the press should allow to any president and his family. If in the last few months, your White House reporters and photographers have been, in, have been attending church services with regularity, <laughs> that has surely done them no harm. <laughs> On the other hand, I realize that your staff and wire service photographers may be complaining that they do not enjoy the same green privileges, the local golf courses, which they once did. It is true that my predecessor did not object, as I do, to pictures of one's golfing skill in action. But neither, on the other hand, did he ever been a Secret Service man. <laughs> my uh, topic tonight is a more sober one, of concern to publishers as well as editors. I want to talk about our common responsibilities in the face of a common danger. The events of recent weeks may have helped to illuminate that challenge for some, but the dimensions of its threat have loomed large on the horizon for many years. Whatever our hopes may be for the future, for reducing this threat or living with it, there is no escaping either the gravity or the totality of its challenge to our survival and to our security. A challenge that confronts us in unaccustomed ways in every sphere of human activity. This deadly challenge imposes upon our society two requirements of direct concern, both to the press and to the president. Two requirements that may seem almost contradictory in tone, but which must be reconciled and fulfilled if we are to meet this national peril. I refer first to the need for far greater public information, and second, to the need for far greater official secrecy. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. 
That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. But I do ask, but I do ask every publisher, every editor, and every newsman in the nation to re-examine his own standards and to recognize the nature of our country's peril. In time of war, the government and the press have customarily joined in an effort based largely on self-discipline to prevent unauthorized disclosures to the enemy. In times of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War in short with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match. Nevertheless, every democracy recognizes the necessary restraints of national security. And the question remains whether those restraints need to be more strictly observed if we are to oppose this kind of attack as well as outright invasion. For the facts of the matter are that this nation's foes have openly boasted of acquiring through our newspapers information they would otherwise hire agents to acquire 
through theft, bribery, or espionage. The details of this nation's covet preparations, the counter the enemy's covet operations, have been available to every newspaper reader, friend and foe alike. That the size, the strength, the location, and the nature of our forces and weapons, and our plans and strategy for their use, have all been pinpointed in the press and other news media to a degree sufficient to satisfy any foreign power. And that in at least one case, the publication of details concerning a secret mechanism whereby satellites were followed required its alteration at the expense of considerable time and money. The newspapers which printed these stories were loyal, patriotic, responsible, and well-meaning. Had we been engaged in open warfare, they undoubtedly would not have published such items. But in the absence of open warfare, they recognized only the tests of journalism and not the tests of national security. And my question tonight is whether additional tests should not now be adopted. That question is for you alone to answer. No public official should answer it for you. No governmental plan should impose its restraints against your will. But I would be failing in my duty to the nation in considering all of the responsibilities that we now bear and all of the means at hand to meet those responsibilities if I did not commend this problem to your attention and urge its thoughtful consideration. On many earlier occasions I have said, and your newspapers have constantly said, that these are times that appeal to every citizen's sense of sacrifice and self-discipline. They call out to every citizen to weigh his rights and comforts against his obligations to the common good. I cannot now believe that those citizens who serve in the newspaper business consider themselves exempt from that appeal. I have no intention of establishing a new office of war information to govern the flow of news. I am not suggesting any new forms of censorship or new types of security classifications. I have no easy answer to the dilemma that I have posed and would not seek to impose it if I had one. But I am asking the members of the newspaper profession and the industry in this country to re-examine their own responsibilities, to consider the degree and the nature of the present danger, and to heed the duty of self-restraint which that danger imposes upon us all. Every newspaper now asks itself, with respect to every story, is it news? All I suggest is that you add the question, is it in the interest of national security? And I hope that every group in America, unions and businessmen and public officials at every level, will ask the same question of their endeavors and subject their actions to this same exacting test. And should the press of America consider and recommend the voluntary assumption of specific new steps or machinery, I can assure you that we will cooperate wholeheartedly with those recommendations. Perhaps there will be no recommendations. Perhaps there is no answer to the dilemma faced by a free and open society in a cold and secret war. In times of peace, any discussion of this subject and any action that results are both painful and without precedent. But this is a time of peace and peril, which knows no precedent in history. It is the unprecedented nature 
of this challenge that also gives rise to your second obligation, an obligation which I share. And that is our obligation to inform and alert the American people, to make certain that they possess all the facts that they need and understand them as well, the perils, the prospects, the purposes of our program and the choices that we face. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people, for I have complete confidence and the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, Without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And we intend to do it. It was early in the 17th century that Francis Bacon remarked on three recent inventions already transforming the world, the compass, gunpowder, and the printing press. Now the links between the nations, first forged by the compass, have made us all citizens of the world, the hopes and threats of one becoming the hopes and threats of us all. In that one world's effort to live together, the evolution of gunpowder to its ultimate limit has warned mankind of the terrible consequences of failure. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.
We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to www.brainsnackspodcast.com. Ah!